Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? It's a decent day. It's not a great day yet, but it's a decent day. We hear more about the, uh, the NFL. Looks like they're getting a lot closer. I'm Micah Warren along with Ron Glover. What's happening, Ron? Nothing much, Michael. What's happening? You're a little encouraged, at least. You feel a little better. Yeah, I feel a lot better. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, it was a whole. It's a very annoying situation because deep down, we all thought they'd get it done. You know, when you got to a point where it's like, all right, now we're losing games. It, in your heart, I, I couldn't believe that they would let it get to that. Um, but obviously, <laughs> things drag on, and, and and the lawyers get involved. God, they just they just ruin everything. Uh, and then you hear, oh, they're close, and then people will come out and say, oh, that's not true. I don't know where you heard that. But today it looks like that they're really getting close. What is it? They have some kind of, you know, it says the CBA won't be finalized today, but talks are progressing quickly, I think is what we have is, is the latest. Is that the latest you've heard, on? Yeah, it looks like they're still meeting and they're just, you know, ironing out some, some other things. Uh, I would say maybe by Sunday or Monday we could, you know, be back in business. That would be uh, that would be pretty sweet. That would be some real good stuff because we wouldn't really miss training camp at that point. Um, but we're definitely going to talk a lot of NFL tonight because I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. And we're just going to go around the league. There's tons of stories and things going on. Um, but it, it's so good to, to see that you know finally we're getting closer to having football because you know it, it's, this was a rough week. I don't know if it was a rough week for you, Ron. No base and sometimes the All Star game baseball. There's just nothing, no hockey, no basketball, and then there's not even football news to follow. This is a bad week. Phillies play tonight. They, they're uh, on the first pitch probably in a minute or so at City Field against the Mets. But, man, yeah. it's it was kind week. of a long week with the, um, with the All-Star game and the Phillies not getting started until tonight. I thought that they were going to open up a series last night, but I looked and it was like it's a three-game set with the Mets. But, uh, <laughs> I did, too. I did too. I so, told my buddy yesterday, like, hey, you want to get together in the Phillies tonight? Is the Phillies are on? I was like, they're not on? I didn't even look. I just assumed they were on. Yeah, it's been kind of rough. Then we had to deal with the Espies. Oh, all right. Well, let's, what, what's your take on the Espies, Ron? Oh, they can have it. <laughs> they can have it. I don't yeah. think it's any more than, like, a, a it's a fashion show. Yeah. I would I would rather watch like the 
you know, the guys on the red carpet and, and you know, that whole thing, because the event itself, some of the, I mean, some of the top, some of the, uh, some of the um, categories that they awarded were pretty good, but for the most part, you can keep it. Yeah. You know, you know it's funny. When they, when they show the, uh, when they show the nominees, you can pretty much guess who's eliminated right away. And they had yeah. top male at a college athlete. And you got Kemba Walker, Jimmer Fredette, Cam Newton, yeah. and some lacrosse dude, and some yeah. ice hockey player. And, you know, the guy from the, uh, for, uh, from the hockey team, he's just sitting there like, you know, I don't even know if that was even, I don't know who was more cool, just, ha- just nominating them or, you know, all together. I, 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 he's probably sitting there going, there's no way I'm winning. I mean, and even yeah, Zimmer... Like, for, why are you even doing this to me? Don't even bring... Yeah, exactly. Don't even make him buy a plane ticket. And yeah. then Jimmer, Jimmer accepts it, and he's like, boy, it was just great, you know, being with guys like Cam and Kemba and the other guys. <laughs> he didn't know who yeah. they were. And yeah. the other guys. <laughs> yeah, the other guys. <laughs> you know, for, for those guys to have any chance at winning that stuff... They would have to be on some, like, record that was... Yeah, record 17. Yeah, you know, like a wrestler that won 7,000 matches in a row or something like that, just undeniable. Mm-hmm. So, so that aspect is kind of like, all right, well, you know, the fans voted. Well, the fans are going to vote for the players they know and the sports they watch. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's borderline tolerable to get you through the week with no sports. I mean, I, I, I DVR it and flip through it. Uh, you know what was worth it though, Ron, was the story of the uh, the box the, the guy that was wrongfully imprisoned for thirty two years. That's did you see that part? I think I missed that. Alright, uh, this dude was accused of killing a ninety two year old woman. They didn't have evidence. This is before right. DNA evidence. He was in prison for ten years and they said, Look when they did they retried and they said and I wanna know what you think about this because, man, this is this man. He's already been in prison for 10 years, and they say, look, we're going to retry you, but look, just admit you did it, and we'll get you out on time served. So basically, admit you did it, and you're a free guy. You know you or, didn't do it. Or go, or go to trial and possibly get sent back. And he spent another 22 years in prison because he was like, I couldn't do it. He said, I'm not, I'm not admitting to something I didn't do. Could you do it? Wow. That's oh, a long man. time of your life to be behind bars on prison. On a lot. Oh my God! Oh, I can't imagine. I can't, I can't imagine. imagine how many guys are locked up and have been because you know just the wrong place at the wrong time, the wrong identity, and no DNA to prove them. You know, otherwise. Yep. Oh my goodness. And no real money to fight for yourself to get an attorney, hoping that, that some nonprofit organization takes up your case. Yeah, that too. I oh, mean. Man. I get 32 years. I, I, mean, I think, I think he, I'm sure he got some kind of a settlement. But 32 years? Oh, you can't put a price on that. You can't. You can't get that back. I mean, yeah, that's just time you can't get back. I mean, you, all your adult life is gone. Yep. No chances of you know possibly going out and having kids if you had, didn't have any at the time. Right. Oh man, that's. Man, and they couldn't give not, me enough he's money. He's not the only one. It's, they couldn't uh, give me I enough money. No, you're right. Now, it would help. 
I mean, yeah. I, for 32 years I'm coming back, I might as well get a few bucks out of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, for instance, I'm just saying, Mikey, you can go free, but you have to admit you did this, and even though you didn't. I think about it, Ron. I think long and hard about it. I mean, pride is great. I mean, this guy is more of a man than I'll ever, ever be. And yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'd have thought about it. Wow. Oh, man. So that was, that was the one part of the ESPYs that I really, you know, I, I was watching that piece. I forgot when they went back after the piece. I'm like, oh, that's right. We're watching the ESPYs. It was like a full-on MSNBC piece or something like that uh, that they do. But, uh, so, yeah, I, I got to tell you later for the ESPYs. Eh. In general, it's not, not anything that really holds my attention. But we do have baseball back now. We almost have football back. So we'll touch on the Phillies a little bit. Um, are you a little surprised that they, the Phillies are linked so heavily to Heath Bell and even uh, Joaquin Soria from the, uh, from the Royals? Relief pitching, this, this bullpen's been great. I know they're a little thin. They're going to get Madsen back soon. Um, do you think this means Lidge and Contreras are really just done? Yeah, I think they're both shot. What's surprising is that they're, they're, they're looking at the possibility of giving up Dominic Brown for Bell. Are you serious? That's the, that's the I name I'm hearing. I see that. All right, all right, stop everything. Hold on. Exactly, exactly. What? Exactly. <laughs> that's a deal breaker right there. <laughs> Ron, that's the guy they wouldn't move for Cliff Lee and Roy Halladay. Exactly. And now you're going to say, okay, take him? You're going to move him for a closer. Hold on. i got to see this. Uh, I'm going to be very upset if there's... I just... Come on. I mean, you... I'm speechless. But that, that, that was, I'm going to have to say no because it, I made... Uh, I wrote something for gcob.com. I think it was the past week or so. Uh, days are blurred to me. I have no idea. It could have been two years ago. <laughs> and uh, about uh, Carlos Beltran. He's due $18.5 million this year, which is ridiculous. Um, and he, but he'd be a free agent at the end of the year, so you're really only running. So, of course, the commenters ripped me a new one. Like, that's what they do there. Um, about not giving up prospects and stuff. I'm thinking, I'm not giving up a bunch of prospects for Beltran. I'll take work your hand and do you a favor. Exactly. And give you a, that's what, that's you know, all you're doing. Days. So I'm not. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to give up anybody at any significance. That includes Worley to get Beltron. Yeah. If I'm not going to do it for a right-handed bat that this team needs worse than a reliever, why would I give up Dom Brown? Yeah. No. Nah. It's like if you do that, then you, you you're right back where you started. You still need right-hand right-handed bat, despite you know whatever you're saying. Yeah, well, I think the reason I'm going to have to say that they, they would never do that, never is a, a bad word, maybe. Their outfield is horrific. Terrible. He, Victorino is obviously your solid center fielder. Uh, he's very important, but the corner outfield is terrible. Terrible. Abanez is signed for what? A year and a half too, uh, too long in that contract, two year contract? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. not giving you much in left. Brown's developing. You, you know, at least he's your hope for the future. Mm-hmm. No, I, I have to think that. And what's what's he felt contract situation? Do you know off the top of your head? I'll look it up. I think he's a free agent after this year. 
or either next year. I think they would have him for a year before he went to free agency. Yeah, so in, so last uh Okay, so maybe that was yeah, he was on a one year deal with the Padre. Okay, so so yeah, okay, yeah, even better. Let's give up Dom Brown for three months of a reliever that when you look at this team, Ron, do you say, Boy, that's that's why they need help relief pitching? No. <laughs> no. There's no way you can begin there. I mean, that's maybe third or fourth on the list. Yeah, they surprisingly had an excellent bullpen because now Madsen stepped up as your closer. Mm-hmm. And Stutz and Bastardo have been phenomenal. Other than, is there any way they could trade Baez? Like, could they package Baez with Igadala and send them somewhere? Like, Baez and Herndon are the only just full-on weak links in that bullpen. Other than that, I was a little shocked by all the, uh, the that they were going to add a reliever. But I think, didn't Contreras have a setback recently? Yeah, he did. He had another one, and they said uh, Lidge didn't pitch well last night. Oh, so, he, had, he had a bad outing, huh? Yeah, they said he had a bad outing last night. The last I, mean, I saw I, on him... Go ahead. I feel bad for Contreras because he started out so strong. And it just looked like, all right, you know what, this may be a guy we can you know, hang our hat on for a little bit, at least until, you know, his arm just gives out. But right. things just went down, just went south quick. And, yeah, well, you know. I, and don't don't forget, we really don't know how old he is. He can be forty five yeah. years old. I never understood the the pickup anyway, but I just figured, you know, we got him. You know, let's just work with him. You talking about re-signing him this year? Contreras? Yeah, because he was on a one year deal last year, right? And then they re-signed him to another one year deal this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the original pickup, I was kind of surprised that because he seemed like he was already shot. Yeah. He seemed like he was already shot when he picked him up originally. And then yeah, I'm right. figuring, you know, it's a bunch of younger arms out there that they can use and that you can, you know, probably grab. Well, yeah, and lucky, you know, lucky for this team, Stutzen and Bastardo stepped up because without them, yeah. this team is probably in second place, but... Look, we got to take a break. We're going to come back and start talking some football, man. I've been, I'm just dying for it, and it, it's finally going to have some kind of meaning coming up soon. So we'll see you on the other side. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. 
Tune in every Monday after the busy sports weekend to catch the Vision Sports Radio with host Thomas Lewis. We'll look at sports from every level, from what happened years ago to what happened last week to what's coming next. Thomas Lewis will take you to places you've never been before on a sports talk show and will bring an experience you've been waiting for. Our topics will focus on realities facing a player, labor disputes, academics, recruiting, and transition. Tune in to Catch the Vision Sports Radio, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, so I'm just now seeing this. Uh, our buddy Ray Ellis tipped this off on this. I just see now this was posted at 4.30 today, Eastern Time. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are putting up the bleachers and the tents at Lehigh, which is where they hold training camp, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Lehigh spokesman says it's just them making preparation on their end. It's the Eagles being proactive. They ain't setting this stuff up if a deal wasn't about to be done. No way. If you've ever been to Lehigh, it's, it's a pretty decent production. Um, so that, that's great news. I don't know. Uh, a lot of these uh, NFL teams are getting displaced just because they didn't let these colleges know in time or their, their training camp facilities in time. The colleges need to know so they can make plans. And I heard of several other NFL teams who had to do, do something else, but it looks like the Eagles managed to uh, work something out with Lehigh which is, hey, that's great news, man. Great news. We'll, uh, we'll keep you posted as we hear more on that. Uh, and I definitely want to get into NFL, but now, Ron, I got sidetracked again. I always do this. I'm, I'm <laughs> awful. I always get sidetracked. I wanted to ask you, because you're my basketball guy here. Um, I was listening to Anthony Gargano this week on 610 WIT uh, here in Philly. And he said that, obviously, everyone knows that the Sixers got sold which right. I think a lot of people are happy about that because everyone always felt like Ed Snyder was a Flyers guy. He would do anything for the Flyers, and the Sixers were kind of just like this redheaded stepchild that they just, yeah, it was just a nuisance. So some people like it. But, Ron, did you hear that the, the new owners, Gargano mentioned that they had a deal in place to get rid of Iguodala, and the new owners stepped in to stop it? Did you hear I that? I didn't hear anything like that, but I... I that was one of the theories that I had as to why he wasn't treated on draft night. I figured it had something to do with the CBA 
and them not really knowing where the salary cap was going to be. Right. And also because the team was in the process of being sold and not really knowing with the new ownership who they wanted and who they didn't want. That was one of my theories as to why he wasn't traded on draft night. And I, I think I actually threw that out there on a piece that I wrote uh, for G Cobb uh, as to why you know, he may not have been traded on draft night. Do you have as big a problem with that as I do for a variety of reasons? I mean, I actually do. Now, if that's the case, if they put a freeze on the Iguodala trade, what else have they... What else have they done, or well, are they going to put in motion? Where does where does Doug Collins stand? Well, you know, where, do, where do they see Doug Collins at in, this, in the whole equation in the future of this team, as far as some other players? And you know, I, I know as bad as I want Stefanski gone, is he, you know, going to be here? And you know, it just makes you wonder if they put a freeze on that trade. What else they possibly, you know, done or, or will you know, do? Support. That's what I'm saying. Or will do? When I hear that, I hear owner getting involved in something he shouldn't be getting involved in. Yeah. What, what's Dan Snyder got? You know what? One of the things that I respect about the Eagles organization as it's currently structured, Jeffrey Larry hires people and then lets. I mean, he's involved, but ultimately he lets the people that. That are those experts make those decisions? Right. I want to know. Time. I want to know if that. I want to know if that owner, the new owners, watch this team every night. Did you? I doubt it. I, I heard he's a Wharton graduate and you know a Penn guy and all of that, and he's you know enamored with the team. And I just hope this isn't a situation where you know this guy buys the team and he's in on everything because the one is as nuts as the Eagles drive me sometimes. The one thing I give Jeffrey Lurie, he doesn't meddle. Nope. He doesn't meddle. The only time you've really seen um, Lurie involved with a player being picked up was when they brought in Vic. Other than that, Lurie stays as far away from that stuff as a owner should. But if that's the case, if this is the case with the Sixers, it's going to be a problem. Man, I got to This is the frustrating thing, too, Ron. Even as, uh, I went to um, uh, a Sixers-Cavaliers game in January. Even as recently as then, they were a joke. Doug Collins finally got them to buy in. He got the young kids playing. All of a sudden, you were seeing Elton Brand playing the way he was supposed to be playing. All of a sudden, Drew Holiday's developing, and they were beating teams. They were winning, and they were fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Finally. Don't come in and screw it up now. Come on. And I yeah, think I, I, the, lockout, the lockout is going to hurt this team probably more than it would a lot of other season veteran teams just because of where they were, where they had the fans. They had the fans coming back. The optimistic, the few things looked optimistic. And now you've got possibly this cloud coming in where it's going to hover. And there's already a, a, you know, a feeling of uncertainty when new ownership comes in because you don't know who's a lame duck or not. But for them to but for them to start off like this, by putting a freeze on the Eagle Dollar Tree, is not good. And, and it doesn't point things in the right direction, in my opinion. 
I, I think it sets a, a terrible, terrible precedent. It just, oh, it really concerns me. And you, I, I don't, if they think getting rid of Doug Collins, I'm not saying they are. I don't, I'm hoping that's not the case. If they think getting rid of the one guy who has been able to put this mess of a team together and get them on the same page and actually do something, you think getting rid of him, if, if, if they, if Stefanski, I'm with you on that. Rob, fine with that. You know, if they want to move on from Stefanski, that's fine. And that's an owner's decision. Doug Collins, Andre Iguodala, those aren't owner's decisions. Those are GM decisions. Yeah, and it was like the more rumors and the more talk you heard on surrounding draft night around the Iguodala trade, the more talk I heard, the less I believed that anything was going to happen. And when, you know, draft night came and went, and I'm like, you know what? The teams in the process of being sold, and Rod throwing in those guys probably just didn't make a move because they were probably told by new owners, potential ownership, not to. Now that's one guy I hope they keep in place is Rod Thorne. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's good. I think he's a shrewd. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a and dealer, and that's what you need. And he's orchestrated some of the bigger trades in recent memory. So I think for him to be in the front office is good. If Stefanski stays and goes, it really doesn't make me either way. Just don't just keep him away from from the war room and from the trade room. <laughs> if you want to keep him in the organization, that's fine. But you know, don't let him play with the big toys. And, you know, that, that's a guy you just don't. He he eats at the kids' table. <laughs> the GM eats at the kids' table. That's, that is an yeah, awesome. Like, you put him at the kids' table for Thanksgiving. That's where he is. And it's time he, he goes to the kids' table. You know, though, I, I looked at this team toward the end of the year, and I know we were all getting excited about it. Uh, and you thought there was really two things that needed to happen. I did. Get Andre Iguodala out of there because he's gumming up the works. If he was paid $4 million a year and was coming off the bench, or I just put him on the other team's best score and let him play defense, I'd be all right with that. That's not the case. He's way overpaid, and they make him a huge part of the offense and insist on giving the ball down the stretch. Yeah. Big problem. So that was I wanted two things. And the other thing this team really needed, and I know these don't grow on trees. It's like, oh, we'll just go get Kobe Bryant. They needed, like, that guy. They needed kind of a, a, a star to go with Brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you know the, the, the Knicks found a way to get Carmelo. If they could get rid of Iguodala, they, they, you know, whenever they were able to do it, if you're able to add that other big guy, you had a team that could be serious, serious problems. Because yeah. so many things were already in place. You had guys like Lou Williams developing Thaddeus finally, if he would just stop shooting jump shots. Um, just, just... <sighs> It's like we're going to have to go back to, you know, drafting Sharon Wright now and uh, Sean Bradley. Yeah, it's... Um, you remember those I days, Ron. I know you do. Yeah, I do. I, I'm trying to repress them. But <laughs> some way, somehow, you just tend to bring them back. It, I don't want to go back to that because... And I, I thought we never would, because when, when Iverson was here, that place was sold out every night. Every, yeah. every night, jam-packed. And they were worth watching every single day. And then, you know, Iverson rotted away, and then we went into this just dark period of it was like being back in 1993 all over again. I don't want to go back to that. So I, I don't know what this guy's deal is or what this ownership group's deal is. Um, 
But man, don't be meddling in trades, especially not the ones you want to make. Yeah. God. Yeah. And they had something. I know they had two or three suitors on the table. I know they did. Mm-hmm. I just keep thinking about that deal with with the Timberwolves, eager dollar for the number two. And with that number two pick, there's so many things you could have done. You could have traded down, gotten you a good player, and probably even gotten you a veteran player to add with that. But how solid, how solid is that report? Was, they, was, that, was that deal really on the table for the number two overall pick? I think it was. No one denied it. No one denied it. Why do you tell me these things, Ron? Keep these things to you. I don't need to know this stuff. All right, I'll, 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 leave, I'll keep everything else to myself. That was a big deal probably man, probably 48 hours before the draft. That story broke. Oh, that was boy. a story that broke 48 hours before the draft that Minnesota was willing to trade the number two pick a dollar. Aren't, aren't most owners business people and aren't they usually looking to make money and that's their goal first and foremost? Because all owners I we want to win. Yeah, you want to win because it makes money. But yeah. you, you you had a chance to get rid of a overpaid player for some rookie who's not going to cost nearly as much. It's probably on what a two year deal is the uh, the limit for rookies. Yeah, I think that deal is three years. So it's three years. Now, oh wait, or is it three years for first rounders? Maybe two years for second rounders? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Okay. All right. So three years. Jeez. Yeah. You're going to pay, hey. what, three years about $12 million? Versus one year, big a dollar. Yeah, and compared to, and that's over three years you're going to pay. If you get a yeah. top five guy, you're going to pay maybe $12 million over three years, where with a dollar you're paying 13 a season, and it's going to balloon to 16. I'm trying to think of what the NFL equivalent of that would be. <laughs> oh, Vince Young, maybe. Eager dollar equivalent in the NFL. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who's who's overpaid and guy has talent, but it's just someone you don't want on your team. Probably uh oh Hainsworth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I think not that Eager Dollar's a bad guy, but all right. Well, we'll see. We'll say Richard Seymour because he's making a boatload of money. Yeah, and he's he's yeah, he's, he's, he's shot. He's done. Yeah, he's I done. still don't get I still don't get that trade. That's crazy. But look, I promise this time on the other side, I promise we're going <laughs> to talk football. This is not going to happen again. We're going to talk football. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. flagship station for sports voice america sports we some hard hitters we some hard hitters hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show your hosts are nfl veterans mark mcmillan and co-host byron evans it's an hour of hater free radio every week You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here. G Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren along with Ron Glover. Talk a little sports. We're going to get to the NFL now. And I just have, I just see that Mark Mask of the Washington Post reports that a CBA agreement is so close to finalization that a full preseason schedule is expected. Awesome. That's beautiful. I mean, I'm not going to go sitting here with the pom poms over the preseason, but it's good to see that it's going to be intact. And we're going to get to the NFL. We're going to go through the sports. I'm bringing mine out. (laughs) What's that? I'm bringing mine out. Yeah. I'm bringing my pom poms out. All right. <laughs> uh, so that, that's great to see, man. That, that's really great to see. And, uh, you know, one of the things, one of the issues, we're going to get into NFL news and go over that stuff, but one of the issues we're going to see this year is the injuries and how the players react to all this rest. It really could change things down the line if, if it looks like these guys are fresher and they're better and there's not an increase in injuries and that this rest was actually a great thing. I think you're going to see a change in how people run their training camps. Um, maybe even the next time the CBA is up, I think maybe there's a player just saying, look, man, we don't need all these off-season workouts. Stop with the mini camps and stuff. Just let us rest. It's a brutal game. And I've talked to people that played at the professional level and said their favorite thing is just rest. Just please. It's just such a brutal game. So I'm curious to see what happens. Are the injuries going to be up because the guys haven't had to work or – is this rest going to be great for him? Remember uh, Bud Grant, the, uh, the Vikings yeah. head coach? Uh, you know, if he wins one of those Super Bowls, which he lost well, all four, I wonder if he wins one of those, if people would have taken more of his, um, his philosophy with the laid-back training camps. You know, we'll never know, but, you know, I, I, it is good to see. At least it seems like the, the raging two-a-days are done. Where, uh, you know, they're just beating each other all day in August. You know, in the humidity. But uh, I'm curious to see how these guys relax. So some stuff going on now. 
there's a Kevin Cobb thing here, but I don't really. I, I'm done with Kevin Cobb talk, to be honest. Although he could be gone by next week. <laughs> yeah, and we can just we can just hold out and wait. We may get what we've uh, been looking for. Yeah, Fox Sports. Can, uh... What's that? Go ahead. No, say so hopefully you know we can get something for him and something you know. I'm I'm looking for a player and a pick. If I can get a player and a second round pick, I'm good. I'm with you on that. I buy that. They said for now, Fox Sports Adam Kaplan said there'd be an upset if Cobb didn't wind up with the Arizona Cardinals. I'll mention that because it's relevant to our uh, our network is based in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like the Seahawks are going to run their mouth to drive that price up. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever it takes. If they want to drive it up, drive it up. Go for and it. And I can see them doing that because it's a division rival. Sure, absolutely. They wanted they to pay more. Maybe they don't even have any interest in Cobb. They wanted to have Cobb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see what happens with that. I mean, the, the, the entire Philadelphia area has been, you know, just... Listening to rumors about Cobb for three, four months or whatever long it's been, it seems like for years. Um, So, from the Bengals here, uh, Bengals.com's Jeff Hobson, he does a very good job for the team website guys. Um, Some of the team website guys are pretty much worthless to read. He actually does a good job. After talking to Jake Rudin, he believes that Andy Dalton, the rookie, is going to be the team's starting quarterback. And there's another story about Carson Palmer doesn't want to talk. He's laying low out in Tahoe. What what are they doing, Ron? What is the what is that team doing? Carson Palmer says, "I've got eighty million dollars. I don't need to play anymore. If you're going to keep me, I'm not playing. I'm done. I'm retiring." And Mike Brown, who God, so somebody get him out of that office. He's got oh my lord, he's all one. The one demand in all of this is that Mike Brown is that he still has a job. And I would even throw Marvin Lewis in there as well. Mm-hmm. It's a wonder that those two are even still employed. Mike Brown owns the team, though. Say it again? He owns the team. That's the problem. He's the owner GM? GM. Who's the GM? Him. And he's got his, his daughter, I think. Well, let me check on the Cincinnati structure. But his daughter does uh, is involved, too, which... It's always a great idea just to get family involved. Oh, wait, you, you related? Yeah, I got a job. Yeah, I got a job. <laughs> so they're trying to do a Steinbrenner type thing and just running this team into the ground. He's wearing too many hats, and he, he needs to give up that GM spot. Owner GM is rarely a good idea. Let's see, staff director. I'm going to look this up because uh, Mike Brown, and he, he's Paul Brown's son. I, I got that right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Here's the administration. Mike Brown, Pete Brown, Paul Brown. <laughs> What's wrong with the situation? And you're not no, winning. Think, isn't Mike Brown a former Bengal? I think the uh, GM is, is the former uh, Bengal Mike Brown. I think that what the son owns the team. Last name just happens to be Brown. Is Paul Brown's son. But the GM, I believe, is Mike Brown, former Bengal. I might be how- wrong. Yeah, here's how they live it listed on the site. President, Mike Brown, Senior Vice President, Pete Brown, Executive Vice President, Katie Blackburn. Guess what her last name was before she got married? <laughs> Vice President, Player Personnel, Paul Brown. And 
I remember it wasn't too long ago. I don't remember when this was, but it was in the last 10 years. I think they had like one scout. <laughs> Everybody else has teams all over, and they have like one scout. Goodness. So they're going to, I mean, Carson Palmer, there's teams that need quarterbacks. Ron, why wouldn't you just say, I mean, get rid of them. You think the Dolphins would take them? Yeah. I think the Dolphins would take them. Seattle would probably take them. Yeah, guess who the coach is in Seattle? Yeah, the same guy that coached him. Mm-hmm. He's already trying I, to turn uh, Seattle and the USC Northwest anyway. Exactly. So why not? Send Reggie Bush up there, too. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I feel bad. I know as Eagles fans, we look and we say, oh, we you know, get frustrated at certain things. I know on this show, regularly I rail on Andy Reid for continuing to bring in these undersized guys on defense, play them out of position. That is very frustrating. Could you imagine rooting for the Bengals? I mean, you have no hope whatsoever. None. Between them and the Browns, it's like, oh, I see why they just, I see why they rally so much around Ohio State, you know, <laughs> in the state of Ohio. Because between the Browns and the Bengals, you don't have any hope. No, it's it's bad news. It's bad news, and you get Pittsburgh Steelers coming in and just twice uh, a year the Steelers and the Ravens come in. Yep. Oh, jeez. Bad news. Bad news. Uh, speaking of bad news, the Eagles. Uh, this didn't go under the radar, but I don't know if people understand what a big deal this is. Uh, last year, in last year's draft, they traded up to get uh, Brandon Graham, the defensive end out of Michigan, who is shocker undersized and probably a better three-four linebacker. But I'm not getting into that right now. That's not what we're talking yeah. about. The ACL he tore, did you see? He also had micro-fracture surgery. Not good. That Not is good. bad. That's bad. Uh, so he's, co- he's coming up with 20 ACL. You're not gonna, you don't even know what you're going to get from him this year. He's, gonna, he's probably going to start the year on PUP. And that yep. is bad news for an Eagles team that needs pass rush. They need that front four to get the. They only have Trent Cole's the only one that gets any pressure. But you know, save a few snaps from Antonio Dixon. I think they're going after Jason Babbitt. I don't know if I love that. To be honest, I'm not crazy get, about it. I know he had a good year last year. I know he had a good year last year. I know that that he's got his you know Washburn, the guy he had the good year under. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about that for the Eagles, but uh, they're, they're going to need to do something. But you know what? Here's the great thing, though, Ron. When this lockout is lifted, we get Christmas. We get free agency. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Right like, off the bat. Right off the bat, we got free agency. So uh, I'm not going to kill the Eagles or really any other team just yet because the offseason is not over. You know, the second half of the offseason is just now starting. So, right. you know, we'll see what happens. Another thing I saw here. Uh, and I feel bad because Brown, we just see what happens with running backs. Arian Foster reiterated today he's not concerned with his contract contract dispute or his contract despite just being 480000 He makes about a half a million dollars this year, which for players of his caliber is nothing. And here's the problem. He just keeps saying, I'm not worried about it. Running backs, you go, you go through a running back in three years if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're Arian Foster, would you would you be making a bigger deal about this, or are you just kind of keep my head down and play? Uh, I need a new deal. If it means me playing somewhere else, I need a new deal. 
And while, and while I don't want to, I don't always think it's a great idea just to hold out because it, it can be problems. Yes. But at some point, this is your livelihood, man. You know, Chris Johnson, you know, do what you got to do. Right. He needs, and see, that's where his agent is at fault. Because his agent needs to look at this deal and say, you know what, I need to get with these guys and see if they can tear this deal up and give us something a little better. Something. Two-year extension, something. Now, I don't know if you noticed this. I put put it on Facebook. Did you notice, obviously, Deshaun Jackson uh, in news for a homophobic slur that... Like, did you not notice that Kobe just got fined $100,000 for that? Like, it's... What what makes people think that's acceptable? It's not a a good word to use. You know, I saw so many people like, oh, everyone's going to be so PC. And now, you know, you've got James Harrison. He's just, oh, he boy. just really went off the deep end. I, I think at this point, they really need to check James Harrison's yarn. They need to run CAT scans and see if his early dementia is setting in because the tirade that he had against Roger Goodell had Roy Rays written all over it. And Roethlisberger, his own teammate. He, I mean, and then he comes back today or yesterday and apologizes to everyone but Goodell, which really lets me know his hate and, and dis, disdain for Goodell is uh, it's original. It, it's, re, it's very much true. Yes. And then again, you know, I think he took over 100 grand from uh from Harrison, and I, I think Harrison's view on this is, you know what, I play a game where I put a, I'm one hit away from paralysis or death or whatever. I'm playing on non-guaranteed contracts, and here it is, this man's going to, you know, find me 100 grand for hits that occur within a split second. Right. And in my opinion... He's going to be every name in the book. And 100 yeah. grand on non-guaranteed money is a lot of money. 100 oh, grand hey. is 100 grand. That's a lot of dough, man. That's no absolutely a lot of dough. You, no matter how you spend it, it's a lot of money. No, it absolutely is. But he's got, to, he's got to keep his mouth shut. But I got something. When we come back, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I got something for Deshaun Jackson at the ESPYs that I was very proud of him for. We'll be right back. On G Cobb in the house, and voice of the Force Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Fantasy sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play fantasy sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. We're back here talking football because we can and it's relevant finally. I'm Michael Warren along with Ron Glover. Uh, and I, I mentioned before the break because we did talk about Deshaun Jackson's comments and even James Harrison's comments. And, you know, of course they both had to apologize and everything. But that's what I, Ron, you said it during the break. Like, did, you didn't see this coming? You didn't see the blow up and then have to apologize and lie about it was taken out of context. Yeah. Brainless. Brainless. Um, but I don't know if you noticed this. We talked about the SPs before and it was something. Did you notice who was sitting next to Deshaun Jackson at the ESPYs? I, I didn't see him seated. Okay, I was in and out on the ESPYs. I noticed this when he got up because they won uh, best play of the year, whatever it was, for best game of the year for the Miracle of the Middle End 3 against the Giants. So as he gets up, I look down, and who's sitting next to him but Naden Corey, who was the kid that was bullied in Philadelphia that Deshaun Jackson and uh, a couple other Eagles surprised on uh, okay, you on the on the view. That's good. Yeah. And so he, he brought him out to the ESPYs with him. I thought that was neat. Yeah, and that's cool. I, yeah, I thought that was a good thing. And, but, you know, Ron, it's stuff like that. It's like, oh, that, that's awesome. That's such great positive pub for you. And then you go and say something stupid like that. Yeah. It's just, ugh, some of these guys, yeah. you can wonder who's in their ear. I mean, you know, I'm a publicist by trade. I, w- I would love for them to pay me to tell them not to say stupid stuff. It just goes to, and these guys need to realize, if there's a microphone or a recorder or anything around, you need to tread lightly. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to get out. Especially. It's going to get out. Whatever you take the privacy of your own home, that's fine. But when you're out in public and you're on the airwaves, you, you got to, you know, you got to act accordingly. But I just saw a funny thing. I was flipping channels, and on the NFL Network, Charles Barkley and Warren Sapp are arguing about who could be who in a foot race. I don't know. Now, that's something I'd pay to see. Yeah, I'm thinking now. Um, I'm going to go Sapp. He's a little younger. They're both shot. You better have a defib- What is it going to be, a 20- or 30-yard race? <laughs> it can't be with so much. 
be a five-yard spread. Yeah, I mean, what's at the end of the sport? Donuts? <laughs> well, you think Barkley could beat him? I think Barkley's knees are too bad. I would probably go with Sapp. Yeah, I go Sapp. I don't think Sapp has had too many leg injuries. But I know Barkley tore tore the knee up. I would go with Sapp. Yeah, I'd have to go Sapp on that one. I would go. I would go with Sapp. It's too funny. Charles, yeah, I, I, you want to see that? You beat me in a foot race. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, other oh, NFL news here. We got. Um, Donnie Avery, the Rams wide receiver, is claiming that he ran the 40 recently, 425-429-431, as he recovers from ACL surgery. The Rams need him bad. Speaking of Deshaun Jackson, he was one of the uh, six guys, the receivers, that got taken ahead of Deshaun. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. So they need him back because their receivers are terrible. I mean, Brandon, Brandon Gibson, I like him a lot. He was a former Eagle. Uh, didn't want to give him up in that trade for Will Witherspoon, but... Uh, he hasn't done much. They really don't have much of wide receiver. Can you see them making a splash in free agency? Maybe would you even think they're a candidate for Moss? I see. I, I would think. I would think so, and I, I think they may be a player for Reggie Bush. I mean, you, know you got to face it. Steven Jackson is Ryan Howard. Just okay. You ran it down. Um. Steven Jackson, for the yards that he gets, he, he takes a he takes a beat. Yes, he does. He takes a beat, and I think Reggie would be nice for that system. You can spell him on third down. You could help the special teams. You could do a lot of things with him, and most yep. of all, you could take, you know, some carries and some hits off of uh, off of Steven Jackson. And, and they have to. Like you said, yeah. he he takes his running style is not conducive to. I'm surprised he's lasted this long. He was a rookie in '04. Exactly. Um, and then another guy I saw tied to them that I think would be perfect for as a compliment to Stephen Jackson was uh, Sproles, Darren Sproles, the uh, the guy out of uh, San Diego. Yeah, I just said yeah. He's yeah, tiny. Uh, also, another guy who can play special teams. Yeah, he is fast. He is one of my favorite players to watch in the entire NFL. He's a blur. He really <laughs> is. He is a blur. And I mean, you wouldn't. You, you, you don't want him carrying the load, obviously. No, but you know, you put him in situations where he can create a mismatch, or you know, you're pounding, pounding, pounding the line, and then you put him in, and you know, he breaks one. Uh, are the Rams winning the uh, West this year? Mm. Bradford with another year. But I like Bradford. I like God, he's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's good. I can let me see what you got. Frisco, Arizona, Seattle. Yep. That's why it, all of a sudden it's not so ridiculous, is it? <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Rams. I'll take they the Rams. A, I would take the Rams, I think, even if the Cardinals get caught. Yeah. I would take the Rams. Here's another here's another shocker. I would take well, I would place. I think Detroit will tie for second place in the NFC North. That's where I was They'll going. Tie, next, they'll actually. tie with the Bears. 
I, I think they'll go with that next. I think they'll try with the bench. Because, it, you know, I look at Detroit and I'm thinking, you know, and it's, obviously all that is if Stafford stays healthy. He's looking mm-hmm. like a good quarterback. Man, he keeps damaging his throwing shoulder. You know, there's yeah. only so much of that you can, you can take, and it's a shame. You know, it's not his fault, but that's just the way it is. And it, it, it just sucks for Detroit. They're in the same division with the two teams that were won the Super Bowl and the other one was in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. And the Vikings and were in it the year before. Yep. And that defensive line with Sue oh. and now... Fairly. Uh, Fairly. Yeah. That's going to be hard to run on. I don't care how young they are. It's just going to open everything up as far as the corners, as far as the remaining line. They're going to be tough. Can you imagine if, if Nick Fairley can play? Because remember, he was talked about for a period of time as being the number one overall pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He eventually slid, and yeah. Sue is a monster. Yes. He's like this yes. nice guy, and then he goes out there and he just starts ripping people's heads off, almost literally. <laughs> if he and Fairley can, I mean, that's where it all starts. Look at the Vikings, the Williams wall. Yep. And opened everything up for uh, Jared Allen. Absolutely. I mean, if the people are talking about Ray Edwards getting money in the free agent market. I'm like, have you seen the other three guys he plays with? Before yeah. you go adding him to your crap line expecting him to be Reggie White, maybe uh, you should look at some game tape. Yeah. Um, but, man, when they took Fairley, I just – I've always kind of had a soft spot in my heart for the Lions, which is easy to do because they're just so bad. You just, so yeah, and you just – and sometimes you just want to see their turn come around. Yeah. You absolutely. just want to see their turn come. And the Lions are, you know, kind of that team for me. Now, a team that I really have a soft spot for, and I don't know why, it's just I've been pulling for them for the past couple of years is the Houston Texans. Yeah, sure. Because I feel I like they're right there. And when they opened up last year and beat the, beat the Colts, I said, okay, they're finally going to make the playoffs this year. They may be ready to just, you know, make this run. And, and the bottom falls on it's always just so tough to put the full season together. But you know what? We, we now, Ron, we now have football to talk about. We are out of time for this week. I could go another three hours, honestly, on, on the NFL. The two of us could go back and forth forever. But we'll have to get back and do it next week. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren. I want to thank Ron Glover for, for joining me. We'll hang out and do it again next week. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.